Gratefulness. I hope you're grateful today. We celebrated Thanksgiving. I hope you don't wait till November to be thankful. Amen. And we're grateful and thankful for all that the Lord is doing. And we should be grateful and thankful for each other too. Amen. Amen. We're so pleased to be here today. It's a wonderful um, privilege to stand before the congregation of the righteous. Amen. We're going to ask you to open your Bibles, look with us to Colossians chapter 3. We're at the end of Colossians chapter 3. We've been talking uh, in Colossians for a little while. And you know, like normally what Paul writes, he writes about um, who Jesus is. He writes about who we are in Christ. And then he goes on to tell us how we ought to behave ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then at the end of uh, the letter, he talks specifically to to husbands and wives and children and parents, especially the fathers. Amen. And now he's going to talk to servants and masters. Now, when we say servants and masters, we're talking about employees and people that report to other people on the job. Amen. And when we talk about masters, we're talking about the employers and the supervisors and those who have folks reported to them and the business owners. Uh, we're not talking about masters as in ownership, Amen. like American slavery and things like that. We're not talking about that kind of master. We're not talking about massa. Okay? Amen. So this is the King James Version, so that's why it has written like that. But we're talking about employees and those whom they report to, and employers and those who report to them. Amen? And the, and the Word has a lot to say to each group. And we're down at the, um, chapter 3. We'll start at verse 22. Servants, obey them. Obey all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye servants as men pleases, but singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that the Lord that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that does wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no respect of persons. So the, what he's saying here that we who report to folks, the employees, the associates, you know, the workers, he says, serve the folks you report to as you serve the Lord. And I know that's a little difficult for some people, depending on where they work and to whom they report. Uh-huh. And, and I understand that for some folks, you don't like where you are. You don't like the people who, who, whom you report to. And, and, you know, I understand, you know, everybody's not happy in their job. Okay. It's true. It's a miserable thing to go to a report to a place where you don't want to be. And you have to press your way to get there every time. And if you get the slightest headache, the slightest little twitch in your body, you're ready to call out sick. It's a horrible thing. But we have to press our way and we have to fight through it. And we have to work for these individuals as if we're working for the Lord. Because that's where the real reward is. Amen. If you only work because you get a paycheck, that's a terrible thing too. 
You have to find yourself a job, and you're going to need help doing that, where you want to be there. Amen. Because money is not, the all, is not the only compensation you should be receiving. There should be a satisfaction in the work that you do. There should be a satisfaction in the, way you, in, in the service that you render. Everybody renders a service for, some, some, for something. Amen. And if you're not satisfied in the service that you're rendering, if you're not pleased with the work that you're doing, you need to ask the Lord to help you find some other work. Amen? Folks change careers all the time. And folks change employers all the time, too. Many people will fire their employer. That's right. Because, you know, you, you give them a nice letter, you give them notice, but basically you tell them, you're fired. I'm not working for you anymore. You know, I've been fired a few times. Amen. Folks come to church and fire me. But they don't tell me, Pastor. They just stop coming. And what I understand is that, Pastor, you're fired. All right? So I know it's like, so anyhow, so that's the thing. So, so if you're in a position where it's difficult, you don't like it, it's not fulfilling, and, and you're hurting to do something else, before, before you leave that position, find a job. Don't just walk away unless you're independently wealthy. Don't just walk away. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to check yourself out and see if there's something I need to change in myself. Maybe, maybe I'm not working for Scrooge. Maybe it's me. Right? You know, some people that I know you don't believe it could be you. You don't believe it could be, it can't be you, right? Because every man's right in their own eyes. All right? But it may not be the, it may not be that person. It might be you. So check yourself out and see what you can do. But ask the Lord for help. But if you're working, if you're going to report, if you're going to be there, you need to do your best work. You need to be on time. You need to do the best you can do. And you need to work as if you're reporting to Jesus. Because you are. You really are. Amen? Because he's in charge of your life. And you report to him no matter what you're doing. Amen? Now, this also goes for students. <laughs> I didn't get no amen there. Come on, student. Just, just remove the word servant and put student. Remove the word master and put, and put teacher. I mean, come on, you're stuck there. Especially if you're, um, especially if you're in high school or lower. Because you go where your parents tell you to go. Amen? Now, when you get to college, you act like you could do, make some choices. You know, you act like you make some choices, but when you're in high school and low, you go where your parents tell you to go to school, right? And since you're stuck there in that classroom, right, and if the only way you get out of that classroom is that your mama tells you to get out, your parent go to school and fix it for you. But while you're there, do the best you can. Oh, my goodness, you don't have to love your teachers. You have to respect them. That's what you got to do. And you have to do the work. It's ridiculous. People, adults are ridiculous in general. <laughs> right? And when you report to that teacher, whoever that teacher is, he, she going to be a little ridiculous too. All right? So you just got to just do your best, do what, do what they tell you to do, and ask for help. Ask for help. Make the effort. If you make the effort, I'll tell you that effort will be a, a tiebreaker. <laughs> 
because if you're stuck, you're right in there between, you got a, a C or a D, you know, that effort will give you that those tiebreaker. That teacher will say, well, he's trying, right? He can't talk to me. You know, the math is hard for him, but he's trying. He, she's trying, and I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. But you go show up in that classroom and act like a jerk, you know, and be disobedient and be disrespectful. Man, you, you can't do enough good work to overcome that, all right? And that tiebreaker is going to say, well, he acting, he acting up in my class. That No, he's going to go this way, get a little zero, all right? So as students, please, students, you know, whatever you are, even if you're in college, as students, do the best you can and work. It's your job. That's your job. Amen. That's your job. Work as if you're getting paid. You are getting paid. There is a compensation for that. And you might get. You may not make any money until much years later on. But you work. That's your job. Your job is to be a student, and you're, as a student, you have to do the best work you can, and you have to participate. You have to learn as much as you can, and you have to ask for help when you need the help. And you got to make a good effort. <laughs> it's true, y'all. And education then never stops. Even when you're out of school, education continues. It continues, it continues, it continues. Amen? Amen. So look what it says here. Let me read it to you again. Um, servants, employees, associates, students, obey in all things your masters, your employers, your, your supervisors, your teachers, according to the flesh. Not with eye service. You know what eye service is? It's those people that act like they're doing right. You know, when I was in the when I was serving in the military and we had an inspection going on, we used to put up posters and things like that. We call it eye wash. All right, just to impress. We want to impress the inspector. You know, and we hid the stuff that we didn't want him to see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm confessing my sins. Right? What we would do? The stuff that we didn't want him to see. Put this in the trunk of your car. That's how we did it. If there was an individual who was overweight, Michael, he was not supposed to show up that day. Right? Because in the military, they have weight control. You know, the rest of the world, you could be big and small as you want to be. But in the military, there's a, there's a height weight restriction. Right, and the guy, no matter how good that individual is, if he's overweight, he's not supposed to show up that day. All right, that's eye service. That's what we're talking about, eye service. When we work as unto the Lord, we don't give eye service. We we work heartily as unto the Lord, right? And we do work as if Jesus is standing there supervising us. Amen, because He is. And so that's what we mean. So. So we're going, not with eyes serve, but with singleness of heart, fearing God. We're talking about fearing and reverencing God. I'm going to work this job as if the Lord, I want the Lord to be pleased with me. I'm going to work this job as if the Lord, I'm reporting directly to Jesus. I'm going to work this job in fear and reverence of the Lord. Amen. And that's a little difficult when you report to Scrooge. Right? But you can do it. Because the Lord told you to do it, he'll help you do it. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord. 
Jesus, your Lord Christ. So that's who you serve. I'm serving Christ. All right? Now, you may, you may do my review, and you may do the things, and you may sign the check, but I'm serving the Lord. Change your attitude with these people. But he that does wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no respect of person. You shall reap what you sow. Amen? Look what it says, chapter 4. Master is given unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Now, you know we're talking to Christian employers and employees, right? Okay. So this is not going to work with your unsaved supervisor. You can't quote this to them. They say, well, you know, you got to report to God. Yeah, you can't do that there. Masters, give to your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. You know, and that's all it says there. But let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. It says the same thing in Ephesians chapter 6. Starting at verse 9. It says, And ye masters do the same things unto them, forbearing threatenings. In, those, in other words, it's saying, don't be threatening people. Okay? Knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. In other words, According to God, it doesn't matter where you're the, you're the leader or the follower. He's going to treat you all the same. He's going to require the same standard of you. Okay? So, so if you're the one that people are reporting to, you're the business owner, you're the supervisor, you're the mucky muck, whatever you are, you're the grand poobah there, and they report to you, be mindful that the way you treat the people that report to you you're going to get some of that back. That God is watching. Remember, I told you before, um, I, I took stuff out of context. I said, when you marry a Christian girl, God is your father-in-law, right? Remember I said that? Okay. It's the same way here. You got Christians reporting to you. The Lord is watching. He's watching how you treat folk. And, and we, we talk about servant leadership. Actually, if you're, the, if you're the leader, if you're the so-called master, if you're the one in charge, you should be the servant of the people that report to you. Okay? That's what Jesus said. Anybody would be chief among you, let them be the servant. We, as, 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 as leaders and supervisors and business owners and whatever you are, where you got folks reporting to you, you need to take care of those people. Amen? You need to take care of those people, and you, you need to put them in a position where they can do the best work possible. Amen? Because they're the ones that's going to make you look good. As a, as a follower, as an associate, as an employee, I work so my boss could look good. Amen? And as a, as a, as the leader, as the supervisor, as the business owner, or whatever I am, right, and I got folks reporting to me, I want to take care of these people. I want them to be fulfilled. I want them to do their best work, because if they're okay, I'll be okay. 
But if I have a bunch of disgruntled folks reporting to me, and they're disgruntled because of me, things aren't going to go well. Because I got to report to somebody too. All right? And they're going to come down and say, Faison, what's the matter with this? This is not complete. This is not done. And I can't say because these people that I got reported to me aren't doing the work. Can't say that. You can't do that. Can't blame those people. You got to get them properly motivated. Right? You, do it with, you can do it without threatenings, is what it says here. Forbearing threatenings. It says resist threatening people. That's hard to do, y'all. Because sometimes a good threat is just the right thing to do. It just feels right. <laughs> Elder League, it just feels right. Uh, I'll dare you. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll rush and wreck and break and ring them. You just want to get, you just want to bite on them. Ooh, I've been chewed out by the best of them. Uh-huh. You just, sometimes, sometimes people need a good chewing out. You got to do it tactfully, y'all. All right? And when you chew someone out, do it in private. You know, now, Paul told Timothy, don't rebuke an elder, but entreat him as a father. And I'm, I'm, I'm flipping around here. So say you got a, a, a supervisor that needs to be told. Y'all know what I mean? You know, oh, excuse me, miss, but um, you don't talk to me like that. I don't care what your position is. You don't do that in front of people. You pull it to a side. You get, a, you get an appointment. Go in the office. And, and you don't rebuke your supervisors, y'all. Okay? Unless you're, in, unless you're in the military and you're the sergeant rebuking your lieutenant. That's, that's legal. But you do that in private. You don't rebuke your supervisors. You entreat them. To entreat means that you, you it's, it's approach, it's a humble approach where you talk to them, okay, because you want their attention. Because once you start getting all mouthy, they don't hear anything you say. And you know how you are. When somebody whoops at you, you don't hear what they say. All you know, this person is in my face. They must be out of their mind talking to me like that. I don't hear a word you're saying. All I know is that you're bothering me right now, and you don't talk to me like that because i got too much pride. Yep, pride is a problem, y'all. It's a problem, right? So, so you have to treat them. You have to talk to them in a certain way. You got to get your message across so they know not to ever do that again. But you don't say, don't you ever do it again. You got to say it a different way. Because if you embarrass your boss, you're going to get fired. All right? Um, well, I'm not going to bring up no names, but TV personality just got fired from a, from a sports network because he went off on his supervisor. And they said, you're out. Pack your trash and leave. That's what happened. Amen? Anyhow, so what do we say? We say we have to, we have to deal with people and we have to be Christian. Uh-huh. We got to be Christian, y'all. We got to be Christian as employers. We got to be Christian as employees. We got to be Christian in what we do. We have to represent Jesus in all the stuff we do. So when we leave that place, we'll leave with a good report. All right? And when you leave that place, 
you could have you could use them for a reference. You don't want to burn bridges. I burned a bridge once or twice, and that's not a good thing. You know, it's not a good thing. You don't want to burn bridges. Sometimes you have to resist telling people off. Even on the way out the door. You have to resist telling people off, right? Even though they deserve it. Or sometimes they really do deserve it. Lord have mercy. Right? They deserve it, but you have to resist that. Because you represent Jesus. Remember the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, save the Lord. Let Jesus handle it. But this same Jesus also told us to love your enemies, um, do good to them that despitefully use you, you know, pray for those that hate you, those kind of things, which is awful. That's terrible scripture. <laughs> it's just awful. But it's right. It's right. Okay? The Lord teaches us to, to be nice. Well, you don't have to be nice. You have to be, um, um, what's the word? Not nice. You have to be considerate. You have to be loving. Amen? You have to love them that hate you. Mike, you got to love them. You got to do good to them, Mike. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? I'm not really saying that the Bible says it because it was up to me. It was up to facing. You know what I tell you to do. Right. The Bible says we have to be good to them. We got to love them. We have to be merciful and kind-hearted. Oh, my goodness. And humble. It's terrible. It's just terrible. But that's what we have to do. And we have to, help, have to pray for ourselves. We got to say, Lord, help me to be the obedient son that you want me to be. Because in my heart and in my flesh, I got some other ideas. Amen? Now, for the few of you who love the people you report to, oh, my God, I love working here. I love my supervisor. I love the boss. Oh, my goodness, I love the people that report to me. It's just a wonderful environment. God bless you. <laughs> just thank God every day that you're in such a loving relationship to these people you work with. Just thank God the whole time. Amen. And say, so I love it here. Oh, man, I'm not even going to leave for even more money because I just like doing what I do. <laughs> That's just a beautiful thing. I hope, I hope that stays like that for you for a long time. But for the rest of us, ask God to help you. Amen? Amen? We do need help. We need help. Uh, let me move on. Look what it says in verse 2. Continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. Hear that word again. With all praying for us, Paul says, we need prayer over here, y'all. Praying for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. In other words, he's saying, and pray for us. Now, Paul's in jail right now. He said, pray for us that we get an opportunity to preach. That's what he's saying. Pray for us that we get another opportunity. Okay. And then he also says, walk in wisdom towards all them that are without. That means outside. That means those who aren't believers. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time means use the best use of the time that you have. Okay. Don't be a time waster. 
because you can't get time back. Right? You have wasted my time. I can't get that time back. You ever have somebody tell you a story, tell you something, and it was just a waste? And you, and you just want to say, you really wasted my time. I can't get that time back. Don't be mean like that, y'all. Don't be mean like that. Why are you laughing? There, I wish I could talk to people that way. I'm going to confess my faults here. I need therapy. I, I, was, I was watching one of those cooking shows. I was watching one of those cooking shows, right? And, and the person came up with their dish, and they put it in front of the judge, and he said, this is awful. You should have fallen and spilt this on the floor before you got here. And I sat there saying, boy, I wish I could say that to people. But I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to talk like that. Right? So I have to pray for facing. I got to pray for myself that that stuff doesn't come out of me. All right? But what we got to do? Let your speech be always with grace. Here you go. Season with salt that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. So we have to talk in a certain way, y'all. We have to speak in a certain way. It says with grace. You ever come across people who have no grace in their speech? They're not mean folk. They're not hard-hearted. They just, they just come across like curt, you know? You know, just the simplest things sound like they're fussing. <laughs> Why are you fussing at me? And they're not fussing. That's just how they are. They have no grace in their speech. We should not be that way. We should be gracious. Are you hearing me, folks? We need to be gracious in our speech. So when we're talking to, when we're talking up or talking down, we need to be gracious in the way we do it. Amen. Not hard and, and you know, snatching, snatching and biting and, and clapping back on folks and doing all kind of stuff. You know, you know, we 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 need to we need to be gracious in the way we approach folk. Amen. Okay, and um. Hopefully you get some of that grace back. You'll get it back from the Lord, maybe not from the people, but you'll get it back from the Lord. So let's be mindful of these things in the workplace, in the business, in the business world, out in the world, wherever we are in school. Uh, let's be mindful of these things. Let's let's be mindful of how we treat people. Okay. Um, you know what some folk do when they do they do interviews at restaurants, so they can see how you talk to the service. Right, you go to on an interview. Watch how you talk to that receptionist, because he or he or she may be asked a question. The boss may come out and say, well, "What do you think?" And that person sitting there answering the phone could make or break you at that moment. Could say, "Well, this is very nice. You know, I like them," or it could say, "They kind of mean." <laughs> that that person, hey boss, that person a little uppity. So you got to be careful. Be careful how you t deal with strangers. So one verse says, be careful how you entertain strangers. Some have entertained angels unaware. Be careful. Be careful how you deal with folks, especially the folk you don't know. You only get one opportunity to make a first impression. So we got to be real careful. And, and try not to mess with people. 
I'm serious. Try not to mess with folk. Do your best. Don't do it. It's tempting. I know it's tempting. You want to get on someone's case. You want to go off on someone. You want to tell them off, or you just want to, you know, you just want to hurt someone. You know, you just can't do that. You know why? Because you don't know whom they're related to. They might be related to Pookie, you know. Y'all know who I'm talking about. You know, they may have some crazy cousins. You know, they may have some relatives who aren't all there together. So you leave people alone. And God forbid, don't, don't, don't participate in road rage. Get mad and get over it. But stay in your car and keep your windows up. All right? Don't get in trouble like that. And when you get pulled over, because you will get pulled over sometime in your lifetime, be gracious, smile, address the officer as officer. And when you have a question, try not to do it with attitude. Let your speech be seasoned with salt. Let it be gracious. Let your speech be gracious. That may get you out of that ticket that you just earned. I mean, I, I know y'all y'all obey traffic laws because you're Christians, <laughs> right? And they pull you over because there's a light out or something like that. You know, that's why you get pulled over. You know, so so be gracious in your speech. You know, and don't don't be offensive. Don't be offensive because we're Christians, man. We have to represent Jesus, right? And we have to we have to deal with people the way Jesus dealt with them. Except for the way he dealt with the Pharisees, of course, because he called them he called them names and stuff, you know, snakes and vipers and things. We don't call names. Jesus called them names, but we don't do that. Amen. 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 Say amen, somebody over. Say amen, y'all. Amen. We don't call people names. <laughs> Those names come up in our mind, but we don't let it out. And when it comes up in our mind, and we say, "Lord, forgive me." that bad thought. Amen? Amen. So there's a lot for us to do. We, we, we got a lot of work. A lot of work. But in, in general, in general, let's treat people de- decently. No matter what their rank or station or where, whoever they are, let's be decent towards people. You know, even when we have to correct them, we could do it in a, a decent way. Amen? You know, and, and, and try not to be threatening Oh, this works for your children, too. Try not to threaten your children. Don't threaten those babies. They just behaving the way you behave. They just doing what they see you do. You know, discipline them. You don't have to threaten them. And if you do threaten them, make a threat that you can keep. Don't lie to these children. If you promised to get the paddle, get the paddle and use it. Otherwise, your word doesn't mean anything. Don't say something crazy like, I'm going to toss you out the window. You know you're not going to toss that little child out the window. Don't say crazy stuff like that to your babies. Just say things like, you know, if you don't act right, I'm going to spank your legs. And then, and then they don't act, just spank the legs. Pat, 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 pat. 
And don't do it at church. Don't do it here. Because they, they beat kids at that church. Take your child home. Be police and diapers be showing up for our Sunday service. Because some mother whooped their child. No, take your child home and talk to them. And give them a time out and discipline them the way you do at home. Don't do it here. Hold. You have to forbear threatenings. You have to resist yourself. Amen. Amen. It's not like back in the old days when mama took you wherever you acted up, that's where you got it. Those days are gone, y'all. Those days are gone. I got smacked in the face right in front of church one Sunday because I said the wrong thing. And Angeline just, wow. Smack my teenage face. Can't do that around here no more, anymore. Okay? Oh, by the way, no smacking in the face either. If you're going to discipline, if you're going to use corporal punishment, I'm going way off. If you're going to use corporal punishment, do it where it's padded. Okay? Don't do it, don't do it on the arms and the knees and the face and places. Do, if, you, if, you, if you're inclined to do that, do it where it's nice and padded. That we now we done did too much. We done too much. All right, go back to what the Bible says. Let's treat people decently. Amen. Come on, let's stand together.